Okay, let's look at our eight reviews, eight keys from Revelation chapter seven, eight keys from Revelation chapter seven, and that'll just be our review from there. All right. Um, 145 Israeli evangelists during the period called the tree that Old Testament is on them. These evangelists are the Antichrist and the tribulation. Further, we'll see that we hadn't really sent from Revelation 14, 4, but we gave you that. From, from the Old Testament, leaving out Dan, um, son, the, half, um, the half tribe of Manasseh. Five, there is a called away during the middle of the seven year tribulation period. They include people who are in backslidden, half saved, lukewarm Christians. Six, they not have washed in the blood of the Lamb. They, they have gone through much suffering, much suffering, but by the had had done this, and then Adam had said, nope, I'm not, I'm not going down with you. Instead of saying, God, it's the woman, that woman you gave me, instead of pointing fingers, right? Um, I often ask myself, what would have happened if Abraham hadn't taken Lot when God told him to leave his family? Or if Sarah hadn't convinced him to conceive through Hagar, how would world politics in the Middle East be different today? Ever thought about things like that? What would have happened if Noah had never built the ark? Noah still had to cooperate. Um, here's one. What would have happened had national Israel not rejected Jesus as Messiah? The scripture said he came to his own and his own received him not. And of course, it is through that that the church age was introduced and we came in, right? Um, it took Paul to really get it all the way done because he said, the Jews have rejected me. I have rejected the message of Jesus. I'm going to the Gentiles. But just think about the implications of certain things. Or here's one that involves you. What, what if you don't do your part and your locale to preach the gospel of the kingdom to the nations so that the end can come? What, would ha what happens if you don't do the piece that God is commissioning you to do? It's one of the reasons why uh, we are both uh, working to establish this local church, but also to establish a media presence that goes further. Because I just believe that we all have a part to do. And that to the extent that we do our part, that God's plan fulfills and he culminates the age. Well, um, the timing of the fulfillment of the plan of God has to do with those two things. What's happening with national Israel and us preaching the gospel of the kingdom. All right. So when we think about the end times and those things being fulfilled, we got to know that it's not just God in heaven doing something. There's things that he's calling us to do and he needs a certain element of, of us to mature to the point that we're not just saved and got our own fire insurance, but that we're actually actively involved with advancing his kingdom, that he has a kingdom agenda, and that, that there are people that he's looking to, including you and I, to be an active part of advancing that agenda upon the earth. All right. So much of the symbolism of the Antichrist comes from Babylon. If you remember last week, I said, I said, if you don't, if you don't uh, accept that there is a literal Antichrist, 
and you don't accept that God has a plan for national Israel and its salvation, that you might end up at a different place than where I ended up. Um, and there are people who read Romans 10 and say they got saved based on Romans chapter 10, but skip 9 and 11 like it didn't exist. And for me, that's problematic, right? We talked about that last week. Um, also, we talked about the symbolism of the Antichrist, and we said, well, some people will just quote the scripture, which is accurate, that says that the spirit of Antichrist is already in the world. And we showed you we showed you that the spirit of Antichrist has been in the world since the serpent. Right? But just like the spirit of Antichrist has been in the world, didn't mean that Jesus Christ wasn't coming or hasn't come. Let me rephrase that. The spirit of Christ was in the world before Jesus Christ came into the world. So my statement is, if the spirit of Christ can come before Jesus Christ came, then the spirit of Antichrist can come before the literal Antichrist comes. All right. Now, much of the symbolism of the Antichrist comes from Babylon. And um, that's because the king of Babylon is a type of the Antichrist. God gave Daniel the prophet who served the greatest king of, of Nebuchadnezzar insight into the Antichrist. But his insight, what Daniel saw, Daniel saw only from the perspective of Israel, right? When he was given a picture of the end times, he did not see the church. God hid that from him, right? God, God let people know what he wants them to know when he wants them to know it. And if he doesn't want you to know, you'll never know. Okay? Um, all right, so he did not have insight on the church age. God didn't talk to him about that. As Paul said, this was hidden from dispensations past, particularly that the Gentiles would be brought into a new thing called the church on an equal basis. All right, let's look at Ephesians 3. We're going to read verses 1 through 6. And it says, For this reason I, Paul, the prisoner of Christ, for you Gentiles, if indeed you have heard the dispensation of the grace of God, which was given to me for you, how that by revelation he made known to me the mystery as I have briefly written already, by which when you read, you may understand my knowledge in the mystery of, of Christ, which in other ages was not made known to the sons of men, as it has now been revealed by the spirit to his holy apostles and prophets, that the Gentiles should be fellow heirs of the same body and partakers of his promise in Christ through the gospel. So in other ages, they did not get that knowledge. Daniel didn't know that. So when Daniel was getting prophecy, he was only seeing about his natural Israel in the future. He never saw that God would interrupt his regularly scheduled program with Israel and insert the church age. But he did see the fact that God was going to culminate things with Israel. Now, because they didn't have insight, they only got partial information. You can, 
because they didn't have this insight about the church, you can only get partial information from their prophecies. First Corinthians 13, 9. Let's look at that. First Corinthians 13, 9. For we know in part and we prophesy in part. But the part they have, the part that they received was essential to understanding God's plan for Israel. And as I said, there is, the Apostle Paul told us before in, in Romans chapters 9 and 11, that um, there is an election, there is a, a certain subset of national Israel that is saved through grace, meaning they accept Jesus as their Messiah. Others are blinded, but there's coming a time when God's coming back to deal with all of them. Okay. We read that um, uh, with clarity. And so you can understand some pieces of that as you read through the books, the books of Daniel, Zechariah, Ezekiel, and um, as you read some of Moses writing in the book of Deuteronomy, those people, they they were prophets to Israel. So that, that was their main concern. All right. Um, an example that I gave you last, last time we talked was that, um, you know, I'm a, uh, I do with vehicle development. That's the job that your pastor does. And so we work on multiple car programs at the same time. Okay. We work on them years before they actually get to the plan. By the time they get to the point where you can buy one, we've been working on them, some of them four, five, some of them even six years ahead of that. Um, and so sometimes we'll get a program so far and then we'll stop it and we'll push pause on the program and then work on another program and then come back and restart the program. So when when um, when the Lord really just kind of talked to me about this thing about his calling on national Israel and so on, that's the way I see it. And I'll show you that from scriptures today. So just kind of keep that in mind. God is the master multitasker. OK. Um, if you've been with me in some of my teachings in the Psalmist Training Institute, we've talked about the fact that God is a God of patterns. There's patterns in scripture, certainly the key revelation on um, our title or topic, Back to the Future, says that there's patterns that have been established. And so you can look at the pattern backward and see forward. And so we talked about it in, in that teaching. We've talked about that there's a pattern of threes and sevens and twelves. And in the pattern of seven, there is a pattern of seven days, right? Making one week, six days, God worked. He rested on the seventh, um, sanctified the seventh. He established a seven-day pattern called a week, right? But there's also a pattern of seven years, um, in in the Old Testament times, and then there's a pattern of seven patterns of seven years with the with the with the year after that being the jubilee, 
right? Seven times seven is 49. The 50th year, praise God for a 50th birthday. This is my jubilee year in Jesus' name. I'm claiming everything that the acceptable year the Lord gives me in Jesus' name. All right? But that's a pattern. Um, Jeremiah stated that when the children of Israel went into Babylonian captivity as a result of King Hezekiah's failure, the Jewish people would be there for 70 years. All right. And then we talked about that a few weeks back in um, Men of Destiny. You can see that on YouTube and uh, you can understand the piece about Hezekiah, what he did there. Daniel describes uh, a pattern of seven years, but he refers to them as weeks of years, not weeks of days. In another place, that pattern is called seven times with times with a single time being one year. So let's look at Daniel chapter nine. Uh, A lot of scripture for me to read today, but I just want to establish certain pieces here. Um, in Daniel chapter 9, all right? We're going to read, I think, the whole chapter. At least down, down to verse 27. I don't know if that's the whole chapter or not. Okay. In the first year of Darius, the son of Ahasuerus, of the line lineage of the Medes, who was made the king over the realm of the Chaldeans, in the first year of his reign, I, Daniel, understood by the books the number of years specified by the word of the Lord through Jeremiah the prophet that he would accomplish 70 years in the desolations of Jerusalem. Then I set my face toward the Lord God to make request by prayer and supplications with fasting, sackcloth, and ashes. And I prayed to the Lord my God and made confession and said, O Lord, great and awesome God, who keeps his covenant and mercy to those who love him, And with those who keep his commandments, we have sinned and committed iniquity. We have done wickedly and rebelled, even by departing from your precepts and your judgments. Neither have we heeded your servants, the prophets who spoke in your name to our kings and our princes, to our fathers and all the people of the land. O Lord, righteousness belongs to you, but to us shame a face as it is this day to the men of Judah, to the inhabitants of Jerusalem and all Israel, those near And those far off and all the countries in which you have driven them because of the unfaithfulness which they have committed against you. O Lord, to us belongs shame of face to our kings, our princes and our fathers, because we have sinned against you to the Lord. Our God belong mercy and forgiveness, though we have rebelled against him. We have not obeyed the voice of the Lord, our God, to walk in his his laws, which he set before us by his servants, the prophets. Yes, all Israel has transgressed your law and has departed so as not to obey your voice. Therefore, the curse and the oath written in the law of Moses, the servant of God, has been poured out on us because we have sinned against him. And he has confirmed his words, which he spoke against us and against our judges who judged us by bringing upon us a great disaster for under the whole heaven such has never been done as what has been done to Jerusalem. As it is written in the law of Moses, all this disaster has come upon us, yet we have not made our prayer before the Lord our God that we might turn from our iniquities and understand your truth. Therefore, the Lord has kept 
the disaster in mind and brought it upon us for the Lord our God is righteous in all the works which he does, though we have not obeyed his voice. And now, O Lord, our God, we who, who brought your people out of the land of Egypt with a mighty hand and made yourself a name as it is this day. We have sinned. We have done wickedly. O Lord, according to all your righteousness, I pray, let your anger and your fury be turned away from your city, Jerusalem your holy mountain because of our sins and and for the iniquities of our fathers, Jerusalem and your people are a reproach to all those around us. Now, therefore, our God, hear the prayer of your servant and his supplications. And for the Lord's sake, cause your face to shine on your sanctuary, which is desolate. Oh, my God, incline your ear and hear, open your eyes and see our desolations and the city, which is called by your name, for we do not Present our supplications before you because of our righteous deeds, but because of your great mercies. O Lord, hear. O Lord, forgive. O Lord, listen and act. Do not delay for your own sake, my God, for your city and your people are called by your name. Now, while I was speaking, praying and confessing my sin and the sin of my people Israel and presenting my supplication before the Lord, my God, for the holy mountain of my God. Yes, while I was Speaking in prayer, the man Gabriel, whom I had seen in the vision at the beginning, being caused to fly swiftly, reached me about the time of the evening offering. And he informed me and talked with me and said, oh, Daniel, I have now come forth to give you skill to understand. At the beginning of your supplications, the command went out and I have come to tell you, for you are greatly beloved. Therefore, consider the matter and understand the vision. Seventy weeks. And these are uh, weeks of years. So it's 70 times seven years is what he's talking about. Are determined for you, for your people and for your holy city. Right. Because he thought 70 years had come and gone. And now the Lord is telling him some more time. So he's looking back. And now God's beginning to talk to him about what's coming forward. Got it. Um, to finish the transgression, to make an end of sins, to make reconciliation for iniquity, to bring in everlasting righteousness, to seal up vision and prophecy, and to anoint the most holy. And some of this has to do with um, Messiah coming, which we'll see in a second. And then some of it is still um, being fulfilled. Now, therefore, understand that from the going forth of the command to restore Israel to, to restore and build Jerusalem until Messiah, the prince, there are seven weeks and 62 weeks. So that's 60, seven plus 62 is 69. Got it? All right. So if there's 70 weeks and 69 gets me to Messiah, then there's one week left. One weeks of seven years. Okay. The streets shall be built again and the wall even in troublous times. And after the 62 weeks, Messiah shall be cut off, not, but not for himself. And the people of the prince who is to come, the people of the prince who is to come, shall destroy the city and the sanctuary. The end of it shall be with flood until the end of the war. Desolations are determined. Now, verse 27 gives us an additional week. What happens to, the, to that, that additional week? This says, then he shall confirm a covenant with many for one week, but it's not a, a week of days, it's a week of years. But in the middle of the week, um, he shall bring an end to, to the sacrifice and offering, and on the wing of abomination shall be the one who makes desolate. 
even unto the consummation, which is determined, is poured out on the desolate. Um, Daniel, so let's just talk about this for a second. Daniel, like us, was trying to see how long. How many of us have known, you know, you got a word from the Lord, you got a prophecy. Lord, how long? (laughs) And so Daniel, like us, was feeling like often we feel. Um, And Daniel, like the greats that were before him, um, was a prophet who identified with the people. Ministers, if you're going to be any kind of minister worth your salt in terms of ministry, you can't preach at people. Like it's just them and I just got to get this over to them. And if they get it, fine, not. You have to identify with the people in prayer. Scripture says of Jesus, um, in Hebrews, it says, he's touched with the feeling of our infirmities. He feels what we feel. So he lives to make intercession for us. So if you can, if you can get a hold of the people's burden in your prayer time, then God will give you power when you minister to them. Got that? Okay. Now that's true. You, you can take that home when you think about your children. You can take that to whatever place you have a leadership assignment. You got to not just say, it's not just, what did Adam say? God, it's the woman you gave me. He pointed at God and the woman. He didn't take any assignment on himself. Jesus bore our griefs and carried our sorrows. He took on our infirmities and he lives to make intercession. All right. That wasn't the main point, but I just couldn't pass it up. And so um, he identified with the national judgment of Israel. You'll see that kind of thing in Moses. You'll see it. You'll see it in Nehemiah. You'll see it in Ezra. Um, You'll see it in Jeremiah. You'll see it in Isaiah. They were always identifying themselves with the people, even though they hadn't necessarily done the sin themselves. Okay, that's a PowerPoint for your intercession time. You're welcome. (laughs) Okay. Um, While he was looking backward, the angel Gabriel began to show him forward to the coming of Christ, but he showed him Christ being cut off, um, which we know happened as a part of the passion, right? And, uh, and, and so he saw the Messiah coming and saw him being cut off. Now, remember, he does not get to see the church age. That was not given to him to know. That was on a need-to-know basis, and God deemed that Daniel didn't need to know that. So when he's talking about it, he's only looking at things from the point of Israel in the future. All right. Um, But he begins to see the people of a prince. Now, in Daniel chapter two, Daniel sees um, Nebuchadnezzar has a dream 
He saw this image with a golden head all the way down to clay feet. And he was the head of gold. And then Daniel in Daniel chapter two, not going to show it today. Certain we'll get to it at some point in the future. Daniel begins to tell history in advance. And you talk about calling a shot. Daniel saw um, all the way down to um, the Persian Empire, the Greek Empire and the Roman Empire. And then the birth of Jesus, the stone cut without hands. And so Daniel saw these things and saw the pictures of the empires from which the Antichrist would come. And that's what he said, the people of the prince would come. But then he begins to talk about this last week. So 69 weeks of years is 483 years, but um, to get to 490, then I got to get to that last seven years, All right? Um, because of the interruption of God's timing with Israel to insert the church age, that week had to be delayed. Ever heard this statement? We interrupt our regularly scheduled program to give you an important message. Well, personally, I'm glad that God interrupted that day because that's where we got in. Amen. Praise God for the church age. Praise God that God, that those two, remember Ephesians, Paul said it, those that were near, talking about the, the national Israel, the Jewish people, and those that were far off, the Gentiles that had no covenant, no hope, no connection to the forefathers, those two have become, those twain have become one in Christ Jesus. Praise the Lord. Um, but God still has to finish that one week with that nation. Now, if, um, if the one week is a week of years, not days, then the middle of the week is three and a half years. Everybody got my math? Okay. Because if it's a week of days, then the middle of the week is three and a half days. But if it is a week of years, it's three and a half years. We will see that as, as a repetitive thing, that three and a half year time frame repeats in, in prophetic scriptures um, pretty consistently. Now, so three and a half years is the same thing as 42 months. Everybody got my math? Okay, because three times 12 is 36, plus six is 42. If the months are 30 days apiece, then that it 42 months times 30 is 1,260 days. All right, let's see this, let's see this uh, 42 or three and a half year or 1,260 1, days. Let's see that repeat in scripture. Let's look at Luke chapter four, verse 24 through 26. Now, this passage of scripture in my Bible is in red, meaning Jesus spoke this, but he's not speaking about the future. He's speaking about something that has already happened. Let's look at it. 
Then he said, this is Jesus talking, Assuredly, I say to you, no prophet is accepted in his own country. But I tell you, truly, many widows were in Israel in the days of Elijah when the heavens were shut up for how long? Three years and six months. And there was a great famine throughout all the land, but to none of them was Elijah sent except to Zarephath in the region of Sidon to the woman who was a widow. Now, Jesus didn't Jesus didn't talk like this, like that was just a figurative thing. Jesus talked like, like that really happened. Everybody agree with me on that? Right? Now, we could go back to 1 Kings and we can find the scriptures where it said it didn't rain, but Jesus was very definitive about how long it happened. All right. Now, let's look at James. This is Jesus. Jesus' little brother wrote this in um, James 5 and 17. Elijah was a man with the nature like ours, and he prayed earnestly that it would not rain, and it did not rain on the land for how long? Three years and six months. Okay. Now, the Old Testament said it happened, and I got two witnesses, including Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the Son of the living God, the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, all of them telling me that this three-and-a-half-year period was literal. Okay, now I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit ahead of myself, but I'm going to go ahead of myself just because we're working to establish this time frame. Now let's look at Revelation chapter 11. We're going to read verses 1 through 6. Okay, so for Jesus and for James, this was not figurative. This was actual dates where there was no rain on the planet. Now let's look at Revelation 11, 1 through 6. Then I was given a reed like a measuring rod, and the angel stood and said, Rise and measure the temple of God, the altar, and those who worship there. But leave out the court which is outside the temple and do not measure it, for it has been given to the Gentiles, and they will tread the holy city underfoot for 42 months. Oh, there's that period again. Okay, 42 months, three and a half years. And I will give power to my witnesses and they will prophesy, uh, okay, 1,260 days. That's the same 42 months. That's the same three and a half years. Okay. Now, my statement is, if I don't believe the other two are figurative, Jesus certainly didn't, then I don't think I have the right to say this one. Well, that one wasn't literal. This one's not literal. This is just a type and shadow we ain't supposed to understand. We all believe Elijah did it. Jesus certainly did. So I don't know that I have the right to say, well, okay, those two are real because, you know, it says it in First Kings that it happened and they prayed and he went up on Mount Carmel and all of that. And Jesus said it was true when he said it didn't rain. But when these 12, these 1260 days, those aren't real. Those aren't real. Those, those witnesses, I don't, those aren't real. But there are people that will say that. All right. Now, let's go on. 
All right, so verse 3, I'll read verse 3 again. And I will give power to my two witnesses, and they will prophesy 1,260 days clothed in sackcloth. These are the two olive trees and the two lampstands standing before the God of the earth. Now, remember, these two olive trees are prophesied about in the book of Zechariah. Not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, says the God. And Right? And there was the two, two olive trees and the lampstands. Okay? But that was referring to Israel. That's telling you, that's code saying God is not, this is not primarily for us. Because you and I are doing the preaching for us. Right? Okay. Um, verse 5. And if anyone wants to harm them, fire proceeds from their mouth and devours their enemies. And if anyone wants to harm them, he must be killed in this manner. Now, is that... Is there any precedent for that? Did Elijah call down fire from heaven? Okay, all right, I'm just saying. Did Elijah pray and it didn't rain? So the specific kinds of things that are being described here have happened before, so we can, as I said before, go back to the future. All right? That's verse 5, and then finally verse 6. These have power to shed heaven. So that no rain falls in the days of their prophecy. We've seen that before. And they have power to turn over waters to turn them into blood. Moses and Aaron did that, didn't they? And to strike the earth with all plagues as often as they desire. Got it? All right. Now, um, so let's, let's go back. Let's just talk for a second. Let's just talk for a second. Um, Daniel saw a week of seven years, and then something happened midweek, such that there was one dynamic before the change and then another dynamic after. He says, hey, there was a peace period with this person that we'll call the Antichrist. And um, that he has a certain thing, but then halfway through in the, um, at, in the middle of the week, not a week of days, a week of years, things change. And what we begin to see on the other side of this change, God has another set of ministers that come. To, I, got, I got people for that <laughs> that are prepared to deal with you as you deal in. Okay. Um, now, let's get another. As I said, Daniel had a specific insight into this prophetically that we read. Um, but there was a specific reason why God spoke to Daniel about the Antichrist. One of the reasons, one of the specific reasons why God spoke to Daniel about this is because Daniel served the man who was the type and shadow of the Antichrist. There are several from the Old Testament. Right. We talked about that in volume one. We talked about the fact that 
the serpent is a type of the Antichrist. Um, if Adam was a type of the Christ, we talked about the fact that the king of Sodom is a type of the Antichrist, just like a king Melchizedek, king of Salem, was a type of the Christ. Well, Daniel is serving Nebuchadnezzar, and Nebuchadnezzar is a type of the Antichrist. But let's let's see what happened to to um, to Nebuchadnezzar in Daniel chapter four. Um, and there is a specific seven-year period in the life of Nebuchadnezzar that we want to look at. Look at Daniel chapter 4. A lot of reading here, but it's okay. You'll be okay. (laughs) Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Okay. Nebuchadnezzar the king. So he's writing this in his own words. This is not like Daniel. Daniel quoted him, this heathen king, and put his words in the Bible. Okay. Nebuchadnezzar the king, to all peoples, nations, and languages that dwell on the earth, peace be multiplied to you. I thought it good to declare the signs and wonders that the Most High God has worked for me. How great are his signs, how mighty are his wonders. His kingdom is an everlasting kingdom, and his dominion from generation to generation. I, Nebuchadnezzar, was at rest in my house, flourishing in my my palace. I saw a dream which made me afraid. And the thoughts on my bed and the visions of my head trouble me. Therefore, I issued a decree to bring in all the wise men of Babylon before me that they might make known to me the interpretation of the dream. Then the magicians, the astrologers, the Chaldeans and the soothsayers came in and I told them the dream. But they did not make known its to me its interpretation. But at last, Daniel came before me. His name is Belteshazzar, according to the name of my God. And him is the spirit of the holy God. And I told the dream before him, saying, Belteshazzar, chief of the magicians, because I know that the spirit of the holy God is in you and no secret troubles you, explain to me the visions of my dream that I have seen and its interpretation. These were the visions of my head while on my bed. I was looking and behold, a tree in the midst of the earth and its height was great. The tree grew and became strong. Its height reached to the heavens. And it could be seen to the ends of all the earth. Its leaves were lovely, its fruit abundant, and in it was food for all. The beasts of the field found shade under it. The birds of the heavens dwelt in its branches, and all the flesh, and all flesh was fed from it. I saw in the visions of my head while on my bed, and there was a watcher, a holy one, Coming down from heaven, he cried aloud and said, Chop down the tree and cut off its branches, strip off its leaves and scatter its fruit. Let the beast go out from under it and the birds from its branches. Nevertheless, leave the stump and the roots in the earth bound with the band of iron and bronze in the tender grass of the field. Let it be wet with the dew of heaven and let him graze with the beasts on the grass of the earth. Let his heart be changed from that of a man. Let him be given the heart of a beast and let seven times, seven times, that's seven times in seven years, let seven times pass over him. The decision is by the decree of the watchers and the sentence by the word of the holy ones in order that the living may know that the most high rules in the kingdom of men, gives it to whomever he will and sets over it the lowest of men. Sets over kingdoms, the lowest of men. God bless America. Praise the Lord. This dream, 
Okay, Pastor, calm down. You keep your politics out. This dream I, King Nebuchadnezzar, have seen. Now you, Belteshazzar, declare its interpretation, since all the wise men of my kingdom are not able to make known to me the interpretation, but you are able, for the spirit of the holy God is in you. Then Daniel, whose name was Belteshazzar, was astonished for a time, and his thoughts troubled him. So the king spoke and said, Belteshazzar, do not let, your, do not let the dream or its interpretation trouble you. Belteshazzar, or Daniel, answered and said, My lord, may the dream concern those who hate you, and its interpretation concern your enemies. The tree that you saw, which grew and became strong, whose height reached to the heavens, and which could be seen by all the earth, whose leaves were lovely and its fruits were abundant, and which was food for all, under which the beasts of the field dwelt, and in whose branches the birds of the air had their home. It is you, O king, who have grown and become strong, for your greatness has grown and reached the heavens, and your dominion to the end of the earth. And inasmuch as the king saw a watcher, a holy one, coming down from heaven and saying, chop down the tree and destroy it, but leave its stump and roots in the earth, bound with the band of iron and bronze and the tender grass of the field. Let it be wet with the dew of heaven and let him graze with the beasts of the field till seven times, seven times, that's that seven years, pass over him. This is the interpretation, O king, and this is the decree of the Most High, which has come upon my Lord the king. They shall drive you from men. Your dwelling shall be with the beasts of the field, and they shall make you eat grass like oxen. They shall wet you with dew of heaven, and seven times, seven times, seven years shall pass over you till you know the most high rules in the kingdom of men and give it to whomever he chooses. And inasmuch as they gave the command to leave the stump and the roots of the tree, your kingdom shall be assured to you after you come to know that heaven rules. Therefore, O king, let my advice be acceptable to you. Break off your sins by being righteous and your iniquities by showing mercy to the poor. By the way, let me stop there for a second. Or let me finish this statement. Then I want to make a statement. Perhaps there may be a lengthening of your prosperity. By the way, no party will do that. No political party will break off their sins by righteousness and show mercy to the poor. That's what God calls, if you're a bibliocrat, that's what you should be doing. Okay. That's what you should be doing. You should both, um, you should be socially conservative, but financially liberal. And you can't find a party that'll do that. I've done the math on it. Go back. If you want to challenge me on that, come back and do your political science and let's talk. All right. Verse 28. All, these, all this came upon King Nebuchadnezzar. At the end of 12 months, he was walking around about the royal palace of Babylon. The king spoke, saying, Is not this great Babylon that I have built for a royal dwelling by my mighty power and for the honor of my majesty? While the word was still in the king's mouth, a voice fell from heaven. King Nebuchadnezzar, to you it is spoken. The kingdom has departed from you. And they shall drive you from men, and your dwelling shall be with the beasts of the field. They shall make you eat grass like oxen, and seven times, seven years, shall pass over you 
until you know that the Most High rules in the kingdom of men and gives it to whomever he chooses. That very hour, the word was fulfilled concerning Nebuchadnezzar. He was driven from men, ate grass like oxen. His body was wet with the dew of heaven till his hair had grown like eagle's feathers, his nails like bird's claws. And at the end of the time, I, Nebuchadnezzar, lifted my eyes to heaven and my understanding returned to me and I blessed the most high and praised and honored him who lives forever for his dominion is an everlasting dominion. And his kingdom is from generation to generation. And then he got his kingdom back, et cetera, et cetera. And then he praised God, et cetera, et cetera. The end of that story. Now, because, you know, how, how does types and shadows work? They show you one thing, but none of them are completely actual. Jesus said, Let's, let me give you one about Jesus coming. Just like Jonah was in the belly of the whale for three days and three nights, so Jesus would be in the earth, right? Um, just like the serpent Moses lifted up on a pole, so the Son of Man be lifted up, and if I be lifted up, I'll draw all men unto me. Okay? So, um, each one of those gives you an insight, but it doesn't tell you the whole story. Got it? Every type of shadow gives you a certain insight, but they don't give you the whole story. So here, this one gives you an insight on the, um, on the, on the Antichrist being a beast for a seven-year period. All right, a beast for a seven-year period. Now, in the type and shadow, he was a beast separated from his throne. But in the end, the thing that he's a type of will be a beast on his throne for this seven-year period. Now, at the end, he's still going to have to worship God because every knee going to bow. Every time, get to confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, right? So we already know where this story going to end up. Everybody got to do it. And uh, this person is no, no exception. So uh, let's look at Daniel chapter 7, and we're going to read verses 19 through 27. All right. Uh, we're going to also, in this passage of Scripture, remember they called it seven times, seven times right? Um, which is seven years. And then this one, because one time is one year. Got it? So this passage of scripture will say time, times, and half a time to refer to three and a half year. Time, one year, times two year, two years, and then half a time or three and a half years, okay? So let's look at, because um, remember, We've talked about that three and a half um, period before. Uh, Daniel 7, we're going to read 19 through 27. Then I wished to know the truth about the fourth beast, which is different from all the others, exceeding dreadful with its teeth of iron and its nails of bronze, which devoured broken pieces and trampled the residue with its feet and the ten horns that were on his head and the other horn which came up before which three fell, 
namely the horn that had eyes and a mouth which spoke pompous words whose appearance was greater than his fellows. I was watching and the same horn was making war against the saints and prevailing against them. But he's not talking about us saints. He's talking about Israel saints. You do your job. You're not here when this happens. Okay, got it. Get it. Got it. Good. All right. Prevailing against them. Verse 22. Until the ancient of days came and a judgment was made in favor of the saints of the most high. And the time came for the saints to possess the kingdom. Thus, he says. The fourth beast shall be a fourth kingdom on earth, which shall be different from all other kingdoms and shall devour the whole earth, trample it and break it into pieces. The ten horns of ten kings who shall arise from this kingdom and another shall arise after them. He shall be different from the first one as shall subdue three kings. He shall speak pompous words against the most high, shall persecute the saints of the most high and shall intend to change times and law. All right. Let me stop there for a second. Yeah, I want to stop there for a second shall uh, change times and law. Antichrist systems always makes godly things illegal. There'll be some people, if you, if you just preach the word, loving everybody, somebody going to say that you hate it. And there's laws that are being proposed to make what we call good Bible preaching hate speech and slander. That is anti-Christ. Now, whether it's a person, the spirit is already here even before the person gets here. Got it? Okay. So when, when you see moves in society to make godly things illegal and to make ungodly things legal, you know that the spirit of Antichrist is at work in our legal system. All right. All right. So he shall change times and law. Verse 25. Then the saints shall be given into his hand for time and times and a half a time. That's the three and a half year period. Got it? Time, times and half a time. Right. One year, two years. One plus two plus a half, three and a half, right? That, that, I just want you to see that that's coming up over and over and over again. Got it? But the court shall be seated and they shall take away his dominion to consume and destroy it forever. Then the kingdom and dominion and the greatness of the kingdom under the whole heaven shall be given to the people, the saints of the most high. His kingdom is an everlasting kingdom and all dominions shall observe shall serve and obey him again this three and a half year period refers to the difficulty that starts at the middle point of this seven year period called the tribulation to national israel now daniel is trying to get his mind around all of this daniel is trying to get his mind around all of this and um and so in daniel chapter 12 he's like Gabe, help me, help me. Of course, he didn't call him Gabe. That's just Pastor. Um, actually, in this one, um, yeah, it is still Gabriel, but he begins to tell him how the angel Michael would stand up for his people. So let's look at Revelation chapter 12, and we're going to read verses 1 through 7. Uh, excuse me, not Revelation, Daniel chapter 12. Daniel chapter 12, verses 1 through 7. All right? 
Um, and remember, just a reminder again, Daniel did not see the church, so he's only seeing it from the lens. He's only looking at it from the lens of national Israel. He's only talking about, because when he started this, he was praying about Israel and about the law of Moses. So he was looking back and said, we violated the thing Moses said. And then God began to say, okay, you looking back, I'm going to turn you around and help you look forward because we love you because <laughs> you're greatly beloved. I'm going to give you insight into the prophetic future of national Israel. All right. And it says at this at that time, Michael shall stand up. The great prince who, who stands watch over the sons of your people, of your people, of your people. And there shall be a time of trouble, a time of trouble such as never um, was since there was a nation, even to that time. And at that time, your people shall be delivered. Wow. God of deliverance, destined for deliverance, aren't they? Your people shall be delivered, everyone who is found written in the book, and many of those who sleep in the dust shall, of the earth shall awake, some to everlasting life, some to shame and everlasting contempt. Those who are wise shall shine like the brightness of the firmament or stars, and those who turn many to righteousness like stars forever and ever. But you, Daniel, shut up the words, seal the book until the time of the end. Many shall run to and fro, talking about worldwide travel, and knowledge shall increase. Then I, Daniel, looked, and there stood two others, one on this riverbank and the other on that riverbank. And one said to the man clothed in linen, who was above the waters of the river, how long shall the fulfillment of these wonders be? Then I heard the man clothed in linen who was above the waters of the river when he held up his right hand and his left hand to heaven and swore by him who lives forever that it shall be for time, times, and half a time. There's that thing. And when the power of the holy people has been completely shattered, all these things shall be finished. All right. So there again, we see these references to this seven year period, but then to the time within that, that's of the three and a half of difficulty. And so we'll see both of those things play, play out as we begin to just put the pieces together. All right. But God is coming back. Um, and just a reminder, what did we say before? That the fact that God is dealing with us as his spiritual children adopted and grafted in as the seed of Abraham doesn't mean he forgot the natural seed of Abraham. Okay. And so I always want to be respectful. Like I really want to be respectful when I deal with, um, I tell you some stories about the fact that uh, one of my main professors was a Orthodox Jewish guy. And so we, you know, I knew I couldn't get him to Jesus, but we could always talk about the Almighty. So we could just agree on the Almighty. And I, I, I wouldn't go no further. But then when things begin to happen to me, he'd be like, how did that happen? Then he said, oh, the Almighty. Yep. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's how it happened. The Almighty did that for me. OK, so we you know what I'm saying? So I, I don't. We have a we have a responsibility as a church to minister to the nations. But we also have to be sensitive to the fact that the Apostle Paul said certain kind of blindness is set in with the nation of Israel so that the church age could be fulfilled. A certain subset will be the elect according to grace. The other ones have been blinded. But God's coming back to deal with his people. Listen, listen, 
If I did this great church and ministry, I'm using my one example because I don't want you to forget it. And then my natural children were heathen. I would still want my spiritual children to be nice to my natural children and help my natural children when they got back to get in a place that I sowed seed that they would have. And that's all. And see, if you could get that, then you, you know how to treat Jewish people. Just be nice to them. Okay? Because Jesus is grading you. He hasn't forgot the seed that Abraham sowed. Okay? All right. Now, let's talk about this. Um, Daniel talked about the abomination of desolations, and he talked about the temple. And, and there are people um, that's, that will tell you all of this was fulfilled in 70 A.D. when um, Titus and the Roman army destroyed the temple that existed at that date. You could have said that um, in the time between Malachi and Matthew, that um, in the book of Maccabees, which is not in our Bible, but it's in Catholic Bibles, you could say that uh, Antiochus Epiphanes, who, um, who took a pig, which is an unclean animal from Jewish perspective, and sacrificed it on the altar, right? These are things that happened that that was the only fulfillment. But you and I know that just because it happened once doesn't mean it only happens once. Okay? That's our statement is, okay, I will, I will grant you that that is one level of fulfillment. I'm just saying it's not the only one. Does that make sense? Because we've seen in Scripture that there are things that happen over and over again. Jesus said as it was in the days of Sodom and Gomorrah, so shall it be in the days of the Son of Man, as it was in the days of Noah. So I can look at a pattern in the past and see something in the future because patterns have a way of repeating in Scripture. All right. So we're not people that will deny that those things happened. Okay. We're just saying that they might have been part of a fulfillment, but they weren't the complete fulfillment. Why? Because... Um, because prophetic scriptures, prophetic scriptures are like a time-release capsule. Ever had a 12-hour capsule? You eat one capsule, but at hour three, it gives you some medicine. So other medicine don't come out to hour seven. Same, same capsule, more medicine come out at hour 11. That didn't come out at hour one. Right? A little bit stays to hour 12 if you did it right. Okay, and so what we're saying is, is that it's the same thing. But let's just look at, let's look at the scriptures um, in um, Matthew that people will talk to and they'll tell you one thing. And I'm, again, pastor is not, um, I'm, I'm not trying to push on other people. I just want you to understand the totality of my perspective, how I look at it, and how it's just different from what other people see. I'm going to read verses 1 through 3, and then I'm going to skip down to verses 8 through 16, just so that we know what we're talking about. 
Then Jesus went out and departed from the temple, and his disciples came up to show him the buildings of the temple. And Jesus said to them, do you not see all these things? And surely I say to you, not one stone shall be left here upon another that shall not be thrown down. Now, as he sat on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately saying, tell us when these things shall when will these things be and what will be the sign of your coming in the end of the end of the age? Because they under they had an insight that, listen, if the temple gets destroyed, our whole system goes down. So that to them was the end of the age. But again, they're looking at if they didn't understand the church or anything like that. They didn't even have the book of Hebrews so that they didn't get that the whole temple thing would be done away with. That Christ was an end to the sacrifices of of bulls and goats that the temple represented. All right, skip verse eight, um, down to verse eight. And this is our last scripture. All these things are the beginning of sorrows. Then they will deliver you up to tribulation and kill you, and you will be hated of, of all nations for my name's sake. Then many will be offended, will betray one another, and will hate one another. Then many false prophets will arise and deceive many because the lawlessness will abound. The love of many will grow cold. Gospel but he who endures to the end shall be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness to the nations. And then the end will come. Therefore, when you see the abomination of desolation spoken, spoken of by Daniel, the prophet standing in the holy place, whoever reads, let him understand. Then let those who are in Judea flee to the mountains. And so there were certain things that God like. Um. If I got one book and I got to give you all the instructions, I'm going to try to get as much to you as I can. Now, some things are specific at one point in time, but we can read the same scripture and get something else different out of it. And because it's the Bible, you all I mean, we got to believe that the word of God covers everything that contain that pertains to life or godliness. Oh, we don't. If it does, then we have to acknowledge that there has to be the capacity in the word of God to speak prophetically to things at this time and at this time and at this time and at this time. And that some of the things that when he was saying it to them, they were looking forward to that event. Then now they're looking back on that. But that's not that doesn't mean that covers the whole spectrum. Does that make sense? All right. So um, that's that's why we you'll see references to this. This period of seven years, you'll see specific references to things that happen at the three and a half year mark. And um, and we'll kind of pick up on that and and start to piece those pieces together in our future sessions. All right.